0: Hi and welcome. We're so excited that you chose to join us today. And we hope that this message will inspire you to live the life that God designed you to live. For this message or others like it, you can go to our website or you can find us on our YouTube channel. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this message. Well, today we actually have a... a uh Fundraising dinner that we're inviting everybody to come to, right after the service. You don't have to go home and make a meal or anything. We have some food that they're cooking up here, and so it's a. I think it's a donation thing where they're asking you to donate some money to it, and uh, so that'd be good. Well, we made it out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Looking ahead, the weather looks pretty good. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what a winner! Huh? Feel like we should be praying more for the weather. I told my wife, she last uh, was it last time we had a snow day? She goes, Um, she was. I asked her one day, I said, What are you doing? She goes, I'm praying against this horrible weather. And so I was sitting there studying. I looked out the window and I saw this white stuff falling down from the sky. And I said, I know you're praying that it doesn't snow, but I see some white stuff. What do you want me to call it? <laughs> so but anyways, I think she helped the weather a little bit because I did, didn't get as bad as they said. So if we were, we were all praying together, maybe I could have turned this thing around, you know. But anyways, I want to receive our morning uh, tithes and offerings to the ushers. Please help me, ushers. Uh, if you're giving cash, would like a receipt, just slip your hand up one of these ushers. Give you an offering envelope. If you make it out a check, you can make it out to Destiny Church. Do you remember checks? Yeah, we do have a way you can... Um, there's a form back there you can fill out, and you can do an auto, auto payment or whatever they call that. I don't know, text giving. I think is what it's called. But uh, anyways, God's good. Hallelujah. Also tonight at 5:30, uh, tonight at 5:30 we're having a worship night, and so I think it's um, goes for an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. So 5:30 uh, tonight, right here at the Destiny. Center Destiny Church, we're having that worship, so everybody's invited to that, and we're going to have a great time. Is there anything else you want to say about that? That's good. All right. Come hungry, but not food, not literal food, but (laughs) come hungry, expecting. Amen. Well, let's pray over our offering. Lord, thank you that we can give. So grateful to you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you that you love uh, the praises of your people, that, Lord, that you just inhabit them and that you're in our midst here today. We're just so grateful. Thank you that you made us the temple of the Holy Spirit and that you blessed us so much that we can give out of that which you blessed us with. We thank you for it now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, man. you can pass the offering buckets. So we this morning, we um, I don't know if there's any other thing I should announce, but this morning we have a real treat here for you. Um we, uh, several years ago, I don't, I don't remember exactly, kind of lose track of time, but several years ago, uh, some of us went to a little country called Sri Lanka, and uh, it's off the, it's an island off the coast of India, and, um, and, and it is part of the 1040 window, some of you have heard of that, the country is primarily Buddhist, and uh, it was, when we went there, there was a civil war going on. And it was a lot of persecution against Christians. And, um, and so we went there and we actually had some wonderful, wonderful meetings there and did youth camps. And we've gone back almost every year, sometimes every two years, and really have had a great time, uh, time there. And one of the trips that we made, we made there, we met this young man named Mitch. And uh, he was from a town in the mountains uh, of Sri Lanka called Candy, and uh, we saw God's hand on this young man, believed that he had the call of God upon him, and so he's gone to some schooling, and now he is a pastor there in uh, Sri Lanka, and he also leads a national youth organization called uh, History Makers. I was going to say Planet Shakers. I don't know why. History Makers, and, um, but he's, he's really done an amazing thing. Last time we were there, we were there two years ago, during the we did this youth camp. So the last night, Mitch preached, and he talked about the fire of God. It was so cool. I think they had over four hundred youth there, four or five hundred youth there, and all from across the whole nation. And um, uh, and so I watched the kids come in, you know, and they were, they were typical teenagers, you know, kind of a little bit irreverent, uh, disinterested, you know, kind of like you know that. And I remember the last night looking around and watching the, and not, not everybody was that way, but a lot of them were. And I remember looking around the last night and looking at the intensity of the kids that were there and how, how just being there for just a few days had totally turned their focus and attention. And these kids were horse the ones that were horse around at the beginning. Now I saw them up front, tears running down their face, their hands lifted toward heaven, making a commitment that they would bring Jesus to their nation. And it was just, I mean, it's just like it moves you deeply. Uh, even if you're not a mover type guy or person, you'd, you would have been moved. And uh, anyways, but the last night I remember, and I didn't even see this on the stage, but Mitch preached on the fire of God. And, uh, and so every, every time he said fire, he had these little canisters of uh, things on the stage. And he'd go... And the fire off these canisters would shoot a fa- flame. First time it happened, went like, "Whoa, what was that?" You know, I didn't even see it, but um, just so creative. And man, them kids were going crazy; they were going bonkers. And uh, they had some skits; they were just hilarious. And uh, but it was really, really well done, and very excellent. And uh, Mitch is kind of the one behind all that—the brain. So what they do, I don't know if he's going to... I'm probably taking half year sermon right now telling them what you're doing. But, so he does that once a year. Um, the mayor of Colombo, the largest city in uh, Sri Lanka, now is a spirit-filled Christian, which is amazing in a, in a country where it's 80-some percent or 70 percent, I don't know what it is, Buddhist. And they have a spirit-filled mayor. She's a lady. In fact, last time we were there, she was at the service. And... Um, We got to meet her, but, um, but they, the mayor kind of gave them a building or let them use a building. So now they're downtown in Colombo, uh, having these youth conferences and then they do regionally, uh, on a monthly basis, they go throughout the country holding youth crusades. And so it's really a, a blessing to have Mitch with us and God's hands on this young man. And he's doing a tremendous work in the nation of Sri Lanka and, uh, you know, they believe, uh, I mean, Pastor Mike, one time, he, God gave him a word that the m- minority would become the majority someday in Sri Lanka because Christianity is a very small percent, less than 10 percent. And uh, so he, Mike was reading this paper one time we were there, and, and it said they were alarmed because it said the trend, the way it is, the trend right now in Sri Lanka will go Christian within X amount of years, that the majority will be Christian. Isn't that something in that country? That's an amazing thing when you think about about that country. So, and you guys who have given, you all had a part in it. That's awesome. So, without further ado, I don't even know what that word means, Ado. Without further ado, I'm going to invite you to welcome Mitch. uh, I don't know his last name, Mitch. It's probably a long Foreign name that I can't pronounce. <laughs> I know I've heard it sometime, but I just call him Mitch. So let's give Mitch from Sri Lanka a good hand.
1: Thank you, Pastor Steve. Uh, Thirteen years ago, uh, he told me, you know, when I said I'm going to uh, uh, business school. He said, no, not business school, Bible school. Uh, that's on the way to the airport after that first youth conference in 2003. Uh, so from that day to this day, it's been about, uh, I think, 13 years. And uh, I'm blessed uh, to have that relationship with Pastor Steve and Mama Trish, as well as Destiny Church. Ten years, uh, you've been supporting uh, the work uh, they are in Sri Lanka personally uh, to us. So I want to thank and praise God for that. And thank you so much. want to honor. Would you give a round of applause uh, for the <laughs> father and mother of the house? And Yeah. Before I speak, uh, we have a small video clip from last year's conference and some of the stuff, uh, uh, just one and a half minutes. Uh, can we just play it here? Yeah? Sri Lanka, a nation south of India, has a population of 21 million people. Buddhism being the predominant religion in the island, there is only 1% evangelical Christians. The nation was torn apart with a 30-year-old civil war that killed over 100,000 young people. History Maker Generation, led by Pastors Dinesh and Kayla Mitchell, works with a vision of uniting and empowering youth leaders from across the island to see transformation and revival in a nation haunted with hopelessness. In our journey, we have seen over 10,000 young people trained and equipped, 431 people baptized with the Holy Spirit, 124 young people commit their life for full-time ministry, and over 264 people receive Jesus Christ into their heart. This is an invitation for your partnership to change a nation. Your seed can make his story come alive in a nation that has never seen revival. Thank you. That's a, a glimpse of uh, what you are partnering with and what you have sown into our nation, Sri Lanka. We believe God's got great plans for Sri Lanka. Amen. Uh, And uh, we thank you for your partnership of prayer, of finances, and all kinds of things. And mission team's coming, I think, about seven, eight times at least in the last uh, several years. And uh, doing and showing into what God is doing uh, in a nation that has never seen revival uh, with a a history of 2,500 years. So this morning, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I just want to show a photo of my wife. Uh, Is not here with our uh, new addition to our family, which is like four months. He will be four months. Uh, Yeah, there there he is. Okay, last uh, week we took a a trip, uh, six and a half, uh, and that was the first mission trip for uh, our little guy. Uh, Six and a half hours uh, into the mountains. Uh, Just to preach and teach and kind of, uh, so it was the first mission trip. That's the photo of the first mission trip together as a family. Uh, So Kayla sends uh, her love and regards and Rema sends her love and regards and our little boy, uh, his name is Asher. So uh, yeah. That's it. Then uh, Pastor Moody and Pastor Melanie sends their regards uh, from Sri Lanka, Overcomers Church, just to bring you greetings before I quickly get into the message. If I speak a bit faster, please raise your hand because you may not understand me. And you may say, Pastor, I already don't understand you. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm going to pray that you will get the gift of interpretation. And uh, man, that's a powerful thing, you know, and then you'll understand every word that I'm about to say. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you are excited this morning? Right. Okay. Uh, This is, uh, well, I'm trying to, okay. By the way, this is a joke and this is not a part of the preaching. A doctor said, your liver is enlarged to a patient. The patient said, does that mean that it has space for more whiskey? This is called positive thinking. A lady to her dietitian said, What am I what I am worried about is my height and not my weight. The doctor said, How come? According to my weight, my height should be 7.8 feet. That is called positive attitude. A man wrote to the bank. My check was returned with the remark, insufficient funds. I want to know whether it refers to mine. (laughs) This itself, self-confidence at its peak, okay. This one is classic and this is the last one. A cockroach, a a, a cockroach's last words to a man who wanted to kill it. Go ahead and kill me, you coward. You are just jealous because I can scare your wife and you cannot. (laughs) Okay, let's pray before we get into the word. Father, we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you are moving, that you are here, and that you want to do something in our hearts, in our lives, that it will just not be some place we came and went. But Lord, that we could say that day, That moment, something happened. And Lord, that that will be moment, that moment this morning as we come together in your presence. We open our hearts, Lord. I humble myself. Let your words begin to be released. Break the bread of life and feed us. Feed our spirits, this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Amen. All right, I want to talk to you on the subject of Ecclesia. Everybody say Ecclesia. Okay. You might have heard this word, Matthew 16, 18. We're going to read that scripture, Matthew 16, 18. Matthew 16, 18. And I tell you, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I'm going to read that to you again. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. That word church right there in Greek, the New Testament written in Greek, that word church right there is ekklesia. Everybody say ekklesia. Okay? And it is mentioned 114 times in the New Testament. 114 times. So if it's mentioned 114 times we got to know what it really means. Because some people just go to church. Hallelujah. Church is not the building. Now who's the church? I am. It's easy to say we because you just cop out. We are just general, you know, we we are the church. We are the church. It's easy. Then you don't do what you ought to do because you don't believe that I am the church. So it is important to know that I am the church. I say to yourself, I am the church. All right, there's going to be a bit of talking here. So when Peter, Jesus told Peter, you are the rock, the Roman Catholic Church took it and said, you know, uh, he's going to be the Pope. But Jesus was not talking about Peter being the rock. Because a few verses before, Jesus asked these disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are Christ. And Jesus says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but the Spirit of God. And then he says, you on this rock. You know what that rock is? On that revelation, I will build my church. When you have a revelation, revelation Of who church is. What church is about. Gates of hell cannot prevail. And we are seeing all around the world. Even church has been overcome by so many crazy things. You know why? Because they do not know who they really are. That word ekklesia. Would you say that together with me? Ekklesia. You know that word ekklesia. In Greece. Ekklesia means in a community. They had a council. In a community, they had a council. Any issue that a community would have to resolve, they would call the ecclesia, the council, to come and address it. So whatever that council would say, okay, this is how we are going to deal with this, the whole community had to listen and obey. So you know what what it means? When Jesus said you are the ecclesia, he meant that you are the council that can change your community. You are the council that can change your home because you are ecclesia. You are the council that can change your school because you are ecclesia. You are the ones who can change this county. You are the ones who can change this state You are the ones who can change this nation. But you got to understand. Thank you for your enthusiasm. (laughs) I thought you would be like really excited. Man, we can make a change. But when the church does not understand its true potential, then what happens is when trouble comes, they respond out of information and not out of revelation. And when you have information, gates of hell will prevail. But when you have revelation. Come on. That's what I'm talking about right here. (laughs) Okay. What I'm trying to tell you is you got more power than what you can think of. You got more potential than you ought to be thinking of. Ecclesia, that's why that word was given. And church for us is, come on Sunday and go back. It's like a a social club now, you know. I went to church. So it's only on Sunday, one and a half hours. What can it do? Nothing. I'll tell you, you don't know what you got here. In US, USA, I'll tell you, United States of America, you don't know what you got. We can't even pray sometimes in Sri Lanka because the witchcraft is so thick. One woman came from Malaysia to pray as an intercessor to Sri Lanka. She only was there 48 hours. When she went, somebody had to take her by her hand to the airport because her eyes closed up. And swelled up because of the demonic oppression that is operating in the atmosphere. But you don't hear that here in America. Why? Because there is an open heaven. I said that there is an open heaven. That's why you need to know that you are Ecclesia. That you will guard that open heaven that the Lord has given to you. Woo! Hallelujah, You're wondering why is this brown guy yelling at you. <laughs> Little brown guy <laughs> yelling at you. <laughs> I'll tell you, you are Ecclesia, would you say? I am Ecclesia. Ecclesia. Who's your head? Jesus. Who's your head? Jesus. You're connected to Jesus Christ. who's inside of you? Jesus. Who's inside of you? Jesus. Oh now we have a debate right here. Oh, they're gonna go at each I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, right. It's it's the Holy Spirit. It's inside of you. Yeah. You are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you are connected to Christ. You are who? You are Ekla? You are ecclesia Who's your head? Who's inside of you? Holy Wherever Jesus went and he met with a problem. Did the problem change or did Jesus change? Oh, some of you believe that the problem changed. The others, no matter what I say, you're not going to respond. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I caught it from Pastor Steve because he said, you know, he, he says all, all the time. <laughs> no matter what I say, you're going to not raise your hand. But, um, I want you to hear this. As Ecclesia, we cannot be victimized by the enemy. We need to know that we are more powerful, we carry more power, more authority than the situations we face. My daughter is six years old. Her name is Rema. She received salvation. I had the awesome opportunity of, uh, excuse me, awesome, awesome opportunity of uh, leading her to the Lord when she was four and a half years old. At four and a half years old, she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every day, she prays in tongues at least one minute. Every day. In tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. A month ago, she went to class, school, grade one. When she went, uh, every, every Tuesday, there is a spelling test. Six-letter English words they got to write down by memory. Ten words. So that Monday, Kayla, I mean, we were busy. We forgot to kind of, you know, I can't say we because it's not me. It's wife who does it, you know. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, she, she went through, I mean, I, so she came back home. Uh, uh, Rema came back home and said, Dad, uh, Mama, you didn't teach me. The spellings. So Kayla was like all panicky and then she asked, uh, uh, so, so, so Raymond, what do you do? Well, when the spelling test was given, a voice spoke to me. And I asked the voice, are you Jesus? The voice said, no, I am the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit started telling me letter by letter so that I can spell the words. Then I told the Holy Spirit, don't say it louder. My friends will hear. (laughs) She's six years old, ladies and gentlemen. When she meets with the situation, she knows the power that she carries. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for your enthusiasm. But I want you to know... That if a six-year-old from the 1040 window, third world nation, brown little girl, knows that she is Ecclesia. I am here to tell you, do you know the power that you possess to change that is around you? Yeah. Woo! So I am here to tell you, there are about 12 things I did a... A whole study on this Ecclesia and a series on Ecclesia. And I was doing this. There's about 12 things. We don't have time to talk about 12 things. But I'm going to talk about maybe two things this morning that Ecclesia is capable of. Is that good? All right. Ecclesia is capable of. Number one is Ecclesia can hold back the gates of hell. Did you get it? Okay, you are who? Who are you connected to? Who's inside of you? Okay, you are the governing body of Christ. Wow, you are the governing body of Christ. When you go home, you need to say, I am the governing body of Christ. When you go to school, you need to say, I am the governing body of Christ. When you walk around the city, you need to say, I am the governing body of Christ. And guess what? I got one thing. First thing is that I can hold back the gates of hell. Or in other words, let me tell you, you can bring down the gates of hell. But information cannot. Revelation can. Too many people are filled with information. Information does not carry breakthrough. Revelation carries breakthrough. Can somebody say amen to that? Okay. Ecclesia is not when we meet on Sunday only. Ecclesia is not when we come for the worship night or a weekly service. Ecclesia is 24-7. You are Ecclesia 24-7. And you need to know who you are connected to. You need to know who you are carrying inside of you. Because when you operate in that realm, with that mindset, you become changed Change makers, amen. Okay, um, so Jesus said, "I have given you the keys to the what? To the kingdom. He's got keys. He's given you keys. You can bring down the gates. You know why? When your gate is open in Sri Lanka, we have our front gate." If it's open, stray dogs. Now we don't have, I mean, uh, Jeremy helped some dogs that were lost uh, a few days ago, you know, to find their owner. But here we don't find uh, uh, dogs who have owners. But just stray dogs, street dogs, they try to walk in. So one day I remember our gate was open. Rema came out. She was about five years old and said, Dada, dogs are here. I said, yeah, darling, dogs are here. We need to chase. No, I'll chase them out. And he's like, get out in Jesus' name. <laughs> and guess what? The dogs responded. You know why? Why Rema did that? Because Rema understood that that home, that house, that compound was owned by her. Her father. And we can push down the gates of hell. If we know our ownership, our authority. The problem is the church does not know what they own. And they don't fight for what is of their own. They just let the stray dogs come and it's all these demonic spirits. They come and they, they rampart. The, you know, uh, we had a war for 30 years until the church rose up and took authority over it and used the keys that were given and become the true ecclesia, the war didn't end. And war ended in the month of December. Month we celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. 30 years. 100,000 young people. But the church had to rise up and say, hey, enough is enough. I believe the church of America can say that. Into demonic principalities and powers that are trying to take back this nation. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Hallelujah. What, what are these gates of hell? Anything that is bringing unrighteousness, chaos, or unhappiness is a gate of hell. In your family. Some people just, when they sit down, they don't sit down for a meal. Because they can't sit down for a meal. There are arguments every day at the meal table. Some people have the uh, generational curse that are coming. Depression. Generational curse of divorce and all separation and uh, drug addiction and all that. Those are gates. Let me tell you, you can't medicate a demon. We are filled with so much information that we medicate demons. Oh, wow. You can't medicate a demon, you got to cast out a demon. How many of you in agree with me? <laughs> Even if you're not in agreement with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. We have seen people delivered. You know, Jesus didn't say when an when a oppressed a boy came, Jesus didn't say, did you go to the doctors? What doctors? What kind of chiropractor? Oh, right, right. right. Did you take an x-ray? Did, did, do you see when you read the Gospels that Jesus referred to any? No. He just took authority because he was ecclesia. He modeled and he said, hey, you're going to do greater things than what I did. So we can't take an example from somewhere and live out our church lifestyle that we think in our mind, but we need to take it from the word. And the church has lost its power because the church is taking examples from the world. So what needs to be cast out from the family line, from the bloodline, from your body, whatever that needs to be cast out, you're trying to medicate it. And you're trying to mollycoddle it. Ooh, and the trouble is getting worse. And you're wondering, what's happening? I'll tell you, you need to understand who you have inside of you. Holy Ghost has the, all the power, all the authority to deliver you. From the place that you are in, into what God has for you. He didn't say, I died on the cross so that you can be more depressed and you can take medication. He didn't say, "You are, I died on the cross so that you can be in chains and you can be in shame. You need to identify the gates. Take a moment, think about the gates that are open in your family. In your, because in your personal life, the struggles that you have, those are gates. And guess what? You got the keys. You got the keys. Don't talk to Pastor Steve. You got the keys. You got to use the keys. Where is your key? In your mouth. Don't complain and think that you're going to be delivered. Some people complain enough and they think they are going to be delivered. No, you got to use the authority God has given to you with your words so that you can open the gates of heaven over your family, over your life, over the school, over the county, over the city, and even over the church of America. Amen. I have a friend of mine in Cuba. He's a, he was a pastor in Cuba. Um, he when he was 13 years old he opened his first church 13 years old not 30 while he were, when he was about 30 or 33 he had opened almost 33 churches in Cuba now he oversees a network at 34 he oversees a network of 110 churches in Cuba he said in Havana Havana did I get it right it was there was at least 20 murders for 50 years every weekend. Every weekend, at least 50 or uh, 20 murders every weekend for 50 years. The Lord spoke to him and said, You can close this gate. And he said, How you need to declare that you have the keys and you're going to lock it? He started praying one weekend, three days, one hour. He got together with some people declared that this gate of murder will be and bloodshed in this city will be closed that weekend after 50 years no murders wow. no murders ladies and gentlemen thank you for your enthusiasm hallelujah What am I trying to tell you? If God is doing that in Cuba, if God is doing that in Sri Lanka, why not America? Why not in my home? Why not in my state? Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Okay. Wherever Jesus entered, the situation changed. Why you can change the situation that you are facing if you understand that you have the gates The keys to the gates. Perversion can be stopped. Addiction can be stopped. Lust can be stopped. Jealousy can be stopped in a nation. Bloodshed can be stopped. Idolatry can be stopped. Is this good? I bet Pastor Steve doesn't shout so much. Okay, we prayed and the war ended. I told you, we knew that we have the keys. We had to do something. So the first thing is, you have the keys to close and to open. So to your family, prosperity, blessing, breakthrough, you have the keys to open it. But as the ecclesia, you need to first know, you can block the gates of hell. Who are we? We are the, we are the, who's our head? Who's, who's inside of us? Hallelujah. Some of you really believe that. Some of you don't because there are some other things inside of you. Some of you got it, some of you didn't. <laughs> you need to really check with the Holy Spirit right now inside of you because if you have and you are convinced, you will see the fruit of it. The second thing is that the ecclesia can do is the ecclesia has to understand that their labor is worship. Last 15, 20 minutes or 30 minutes that we sang songs, that is not the only worship. You understand? Now I'm not telling you to go and worship your workplace because there are some people who worship the workplace. But I'm saying is you got to understand Ecclesia, because Holy Spirit is inside of you when you're working in the school, when you're working in your office, or whether you are making tea, oh, tea is not so popular. But I thought you know, tea was the most anointed thing that the Lord. I'm just kidding because over here we, we we'll, we'll refresh it. Okay, coffee is the most anointed thing. Hallelujah! Oh, now I'm getting some responses. Praise God! Yeah, yeah. Okay, you need to know. One John 4:4 4, four says that the greater one is living inside of you. Greater one. He who that is in you is what? Greater, greater, greater. Tell your neighbor, greater. Greater Greater one, greater one. (laughs) When husbands and wives say that to each other, there's a bit of, it's okay. Greater, greater one. Aspen is telling the wife, you know, a greater one, the wife is saying, the greater one is inside of me. It's a joke, okay, it's a joke. But, okay, greater one, greater one is inside of you. Labor in worship, you know, let me give you an example for it. You need to know whatever you do, you transfer the anointing. If you are complaining, you are transferring the demonic. And you are wondering why when you are making a... Making, making some food at home, you're complaining about your husband and you're complaining about your kids. You're transferring the strife into the pot of soup. So when they eat, I mean, they get demon possessed. <laughs> and then you're wondering, Lord, all of my prayers, it's not working. But the Lord is saying, your labor is worship. You are transferring something into what you're doing. So you're doing the laundry and you're cursing your husband. Guess what? When that man dresses that pants, he's in the pant of a demon. And then you're wondering, why? Oh, why, Lord? Why am? Why is this curse? Let me tell you, God did not bring that curse. You cursed yourself. Do you get what I'm saying? Is this good stuff? (laughs) Yes. I, 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 want, I want you to make it so practical so that you understand what I'm saying right here. That you are ecclesia, you take it home. You go and sit on that chair and while you're doing that report for your boss, you are cursing your boss and cursing the company and then you're wondering why you're having all of this harassment and you don't have bonus and your, your promotion is blocked. Let, let me tell you, you cursed yourself with your complaining. But while you're doing that report, you're praying and say, Lord, help me. I know I'm in a tight place, but help me, Lord. Let the anointing of God come and you do whatever you are called to do. Even in the difficult circumstances, you do it like you are doing it unto the Lord. You transfer the anointing. And then you wonder, the guy who was supposed to get promoted, has been kicked out and you are promoted. Why? Because you understand that you are Ecclesia. Who are you? Okay, who who are you connected to? Who's inside of you? Alright, I got about three minutes. I got to wrap it up. Let me tell you this. Acts chapter 19, you see Paul. Paul was a tent maker. And uh, Paul knew that everything that he did, he did, did it unto the Lord. So say Paul was working. I'm loud enough, <laughs> right? I'm loud enough. I speak to 500 people without a mic. aspiration was so much People got healed. People got delivered. And so many crazy things began to happen. Why? One man believed that he is a That what he does is worship unto the Lord. And he transferred the anointing. What I'm trying to tell you is. Whatever you do. There's a transference. I mean. Forget about that. Just imagine. That is Paul. Think about Peter. Even when he took a walk, he was doing it unto the Lord. That's why when he walked, the sun came up. I mean, the sun doesn't come up here, of course. It's a bit, a bit, a bit. bit, bit, I mean, yeah, maybe in the summertime we can try this here. Uh, So he's just taking a walk. And every step that this man took, he was honoring God, thinking about the Lord. That when the sun came up, his shadow delivered People oppressed by demons. When our shadow falls, we manifest. (laughs) Something happens to us. Why? Because we don't carry the idea, the revelation of who we carry inside of us. So let me tell this story and wrap it up. There was a family. Every time for seven years, every time they would sit at the meal table at night, fights would break up. Every time, strife. So one day, she heard this message of Ecclesia and the power she has. And uh, when she was making the pot of soup, she started praying. Korabah, Santarabah, robo Reba Reba By the way, about 500 people received Holy Spirit baptism only last year. We prayed for over 500 people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit last year in Sri Lanka. Hallelujah. Maybe this morning we need to pray for anybody who needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If my daughter was baptized for four and a half years old, I'm telling you, you got the power. <laughs> Okay, so, so she was stirring up the soup and while she was stirring the soup, she was praying and begin to spray in tongues and begin to bless her husband and bless the two kids and once she was done, she served the soup and that day after seven years was the first day that they don't have any strife. Real story, ladies and gentlemen, real story. Let's make it real practical. Real story. And that day, after seven years, the husband and the two boys said, hey, you don't do all the dishes. We'll take care of it. When we are the true ecclesia, when we are the true ecclesia, And when we begin to understand the power, the authority, and the anointing we have, we don't have to go and stand in a protest line. Because everything is spiritual, we we bring the battle to the enemy. We don't let the enemy bring the battle to us. Because we are not victims, we are victors. Hallelujah. I I have been a victim of fatherlessness. I lost my father when I was 13 years old. I have been a victim to all kinds of things in my life. I have had days that I only ate a a, a piece of bread with sugar for three meals. I have been haunted by poverty. I have been victimized, ladies and gentlemen. But I have understood the power of ecclesia. I have understood that I am the church. I have understood that I have the power. That I am connected to Jesus who's seated with Christ. We are seated with Christ now in heavenly places. And we have the authority and the power to change the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Who are we? Who are we? Who are we connected to? Who's inside of us? Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to be the church? Be the church in your home. Be the church in your family. Be the church in your community. Be the church in this nation. Now when that, that church rises up, when that church who knows who they are, not just membership, who really know who they are, man, that church, every knee will bow to. Every tongue will confess because Jesus is exalted in that church. And that church is God what God is looking for. You are that church ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Tell your neighbor you are that church. All yeah. right. All right. Can I wrap it up? Yeah. All right, let's I want to pray with you. I want to pray because it said that I have seen what power and authority God has given to this nation through the foundations that the forefathers have laid. Sri Lanka did not honor women until the American missionary Dr. Green came to Sri Lanka and opened up a school for young girls. Otherwise, girls were not even recognized. Women, men would sit at the dinner table and do this. And women would have to serve food and do whatever they say until American missionaries came to Sri Lanka to change and give authority, equal, equality for women. Man, what a, what a powerful thing you guys have done. I don't know whether you even know about this. Our culture is, was changed by missionaries and forefathers of America. We are living here And the the, the values that was brought was because of you guys. And I'm here to tell you, you can still keep changing the world. But you also have to protect what you have already got. And not let the gates of hell be open. Because we can change it. It took a minority, 300 to defeat and bring victory for a nation. So you might want a man, not majority, it's Okay. It's okay. Still we can do it. You are Ecclesia. If you're saying, yes, I want to live in that revelation. Would you stand with me as we pray for you? There's a person who's having an issue with your digestive system. And I would like to pray with you because your intestines or something that is causing your digestive system to come into disorder. I'm going to pray that you will be healed. There is a condition, two ladies who are having conditions with your womb, that doctors have prescribed drugs. You've been taking it for over six months, maybe, but there is no turnaround. God is going to heal you today. This morning in Jesus' mighty name, there is somebody who's having an issue with your vertebrae area and uh, you have been taking x-rays or chiropractor or whatever and you're thinking it's going to change but I'm here to tell you that there is an oppressive condition that has come down generations and God is going to break. That generation sickness and the curse of you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And somebody who's having a right ear, you have some issues with your right ear that comes and goes or it stays, or you've been struggling with that for a few years and you're going to be healed right now, right here in the name of Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, I preached this message at our church and we had an altar call and people came, nobody laid hands. We were just worshipping at that time of worship. Kneecaps were healed. Uh, A person who had tendinitis, tendons were broken in his arm. Two weeks he couldn't lift his arm while in worship. God just reconstructed that all over again, right there, right here. This morning I'm telling you, as you understand the power of Ecclesia, and somebody who's praying for your husband to return back, and the marriage to be reconciled, I want to pray with you because God is going to do it. Two of your kids have gone real vagabond. And you are having a real problem about it, and you are really distracted about it. And the Lord is saying, "I'm going to make them return before the next 18 months." God is in the business of reconciliation. Would we just take a, just one minute and sing this song, worship, and then we are going to end right there? Hallelujah.
2: Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus. you make Whoa. the darkness
1: Lord.
2: Your name cannot be overcome. So much power. Your name is alive forever. High. Your name cannot be
1: overcome. Father, we declare this morning that we are once again connecting to the power of Jesus. That it will not be just something that we come and confess on a Sunday. But we'll begin to live the power of the Ecclesia in our lives, in our families, in our workplace, in our schools, wherever we are, Lord. Lord, touch our minds. Change our mindset. Help us to live The abundant life that you called us to. Whatever the enemy has stolen, killed, or destroyed in our lives, in our families. And even in this nation, we take it back. We take it back. And would you say this with me, church? Would you say this with me? Say, I, I use, the keys use the keys to lock, to lock every, every gate, gate, of hell gate of hell that is operating, that is operating against my life, against my, my, life. Family, my family, my church, my, 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 nation. my nation. In Jesus' name. I use use the authority authority that has already been given to me me. in Jesus' name. I use the key key to open the heavens heavens. over my life, over my my family, over Over the church, Over church. Over over this nation. Let your kingdom come let your will be done. Will be done. In, Jesus In Jesus' name, would you give a shout of praise to the King? Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Praise
0: God. Praise God. Amen. That was good, huh? I want to receive an offering for um, Brother Mitch. So if the ushers could please help me. Uh, if you're giving cash, everything you're giving this offering will go to him. And then I'm going to give them the opportunity, if you need prayer, as soon as I receive this offering, we'll give you the opportunity to, be, to come forward. Mitch would be glad to pray for you all, right? And so, um, the ushers, if you haven't uh, giving cash would like a receipt, just slip your hand up. So everything you give to this offering, I know next month, they're having one of these uh, history maker crusades uh, with young people. And, you know, really, young people, that's the future. And, uh, you know, the, the nation is changing, and one of the keys is to reach the young people and to have, have, them have the greatest impact upon them. And that's what their strategy is. And so let's really give into this and bless them. Amen? So let's thank, thank God that we can give. Lord, we thank you that we can give. Hallelujah. Thank you that we're so blessed to be a blessing, God. We expect great things out of this seed that we sow today. In Jesus' name, amen. Men, you can pass the offering buckets. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if you are uh, one of these people that have one of these conditions that Mitch mentioned, please, as soon as I dismiss, please come forward and be prayed for. Or if you need prayer for something else, don't hesitate to come forward as soon as I dismiss. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Well, let's stand one more time. So tonight, at what time? 5.30 530. tonight, we have worship night. So uh, it's going to be our first worship night. Well, actually not our first one, but first one for a long time. So please come out, 5.30 um, tonight, and then uh, we're going to have a great time. Amen. Well, if you need prayer, please come forward, and uh, especially one of those conditions that Mitch mentioned, please come forward and we do have a dinner back there and so it's a free will offering for the Destiny Academy and we'll just believe God for a great harvest there. Amen. Well, God bless you all. You're free to go. Have a blessed week. In Jesus name. Be the be the church. Amen. Good job.